This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm here pregame for the Oregon-Washington game with Rob Rang from NFL Draft Scout. Always cool to see you got the overflow media going on. We're up in the media box right now, a couple hours before game time. Wanted to kind of pick your brain, Rob, a little bit about why you're here. Well, for one, I think that this is the game that is going to feature more NFL-eligible, I should say better NFL-eligible quarterback talent than any other game in the entire country, and that's all regular season long. Um, you know, and that's you know, due res- all due respect to LSU and Alabama, uh, but this is just phenomenal talent here at the quarterback position, obviously, and Justin Herbert as well as the junior uh, Jacob Eason, uh, and then the talent along the line of scrimmage for both clubs. I think there's just so many NFL prospects on both of these rosters, and many, many of them are young, of course. But um, what a what a setting in terms of the rivalry, and then also just the level. The competition. I don't think that you're going to have either team see any kind of competition like this the whole rest of the year until you get to the postseason. So tell us, give us, a, you know, you talk about Herbert versus Eason. Obviously, I assume a lot of the draft scouts that are here are looking at that matchup specifically. Give people a sense of what you're going to be looking at from both guys. Well, you know, both guys are kind of like mirror images of each other in terms of they just look the part. You know, the, the 6'5", 235 pounds. They have absolute rockets for an arm. Um, you know, Herbert, I think, is a, is a little more athletic guy, and he's, um, he's a guy that is not only more athletic in terms of his ability to escape pressure and run downfield, but he's also really, really good at, at, in terms of his accuracy on the move, whether he's backpedaling or he's kind of rolling left, rolling right. Um, Eason has an even bigger arm, um, and he's got a snappier release, and he's also kind of stinky athletic. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that can move like that at, at his size. Um, you know, obviously, the, the, you know, with Herbert, you have a lot more games uh, to evaluate. Um, with Eason, just what we've seen so far, it just all it's doing is kind of making scouts' mouths water, essentially, because you're just seeing all that talent, and it allows you to kind of project where these guys could be in the future. And I think both of them project as you know quite possibly top ten pick kind of players. And also, you know, before I rolled the tape, we were talking about Oregon's offensive line. Obviously, when you've got four draft eligible guys there, the two in-state kids here, and Throckmorton and Lemieux, you got Warmack, you got Hanson. Tell me a little bit about what you're going to be looking at from those guys. All four of them are just absolutely terrific players. You know, it's, it's funny, the, the Alabama transfer, Warmack is actually the one who I think is, you know, probably the, the lowest rated of the bunch. You know, I, I view him as more of a fourth to fifth round kind of a guy. I mean, he's a, he's a people mover. He's a little bit like the Seahawks-like, um, but he's not quite as light on his feet. Um, and then, you know, just going from kind of left to right, I mean, you have the, the left guard um, in um, – 
uh, Shane Lemieux, um, who is just, to me, he's, he's the alpha dog of the group. Um, he, he's the tough guy. He's the one that kind of, when I went down to Eugene over the summer to watch the offensive line and Herbert kind of prepare, he was the one that's kind of leading the charge, getting everybody rallied. He's, he's really strong. He's really smart. Um, same thing with, with Jake Hansen, the center. I mean, these are all guys that I think that Oregon deserves all the talk that they're getting as far as the Joe Moore Award has been being the nation's best offensive line. Same thing with Rock Morton. Um, you know, he's kind of like Mr. Everything. He can play just about any position for him, and obviously the NFL loves that type of versatility. And then the sophomore, Penny Sewell, in my opinion, is the best offensive lineman in the entire Pac-12 right now as a true sophomore. Um, and so, I mean, he's to me, he's a guy that uh, we might be talking about a year from now, maybe even a couple of months from now as a Morris Trophy Award winner because he is he's a special kid. He's a guy who I think is going to be an easy first-round pick and quite possibly wind up being drafted even earlier than either one of the quarterbacks. I was going to say, I, I don't even need to be an analyst to know that guy's the real deal. Yeah. But moving over to that battle in the trenches, you look at Washington's defensive line. We talked about a couple guys that you think could potentially be draft-eligible guys. Tell people a little bit about those. Well, it's especially Levi and Benning. I mean, th- those are the guys that, uh, and I apologize, I'm terrible about, mi- about pronouncing their last names, but, uh, but both of them are... There's a reason why I know their first names. It's just because they, they both really flash a lot. Um, you know, Benning, to me, I, I mentioned before, like with Warmack on Oregon's offensive line, how he kind of fits in with what the Seahawks like to do. To me, Benning is kind of a Seahawks kind of a guy in that he isn't, he's not a classic defensive tackle. He's not certainly not an edge rusher, you know, in, in terms of his just initial speed and burst and, in, in, you know, uh, uh, and flexibility across the edge. But his ability to kind of line up just about everywhere along the defensive line, I think, is really intriguing. Um, um, Levi, to me, is the guy who has the highest upside of, of the draft-eligible guys. I mean, I'm as excited as anybody about, like, Joe Tryon and guys like that. But they're still, he's still a little young, still a little wet behind the ears. I want to see what he is able to do. This, is, this could be a big game for him um, just because he does have the, have the athletic ability and the size that you're looking for. Yeah. And tell me just a little bit in, in terms of, before we go into the secondaries and such, are there any skill guys offensively for Oregon or Washington that you're really intrigued with? Well, certainly the freshmen on both sides, the freshman receivers, Puka, and uh, I'm spacing on the Oregon's Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Yeah, both of them, when I came in over the summer and watched Washington and watched uh, Oregon, both of the freshmen made spectacular plays. And so I thought, wow, the future's really bright for these guys. Hunter Bryant uh, for UW, um, you know, is a, is a terrific player. He's a guy that I think that, you know, in, in some ways projects very, very well to the NFL. Because he's, again, one of those guys who's a little bit more of a, of a hybrid player. He can be a receiver. He can be tight end. And, and those guys, are the NFL loves those guys right now. I mean, because they're such a, mi- a mismatch. Uh, you know, and, and so th- those are the, are the pass catchers that really intrigue me. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson, the, the big Penn State transfer, uh, you know, he, he's a big body. I don't know if he has a speed, and I haven't seen the consistent hands yet that I'd like to see from him. Um, but he's very mature. Uh, and he's, again, he's a big body. He can go up and get the football, and so that's going to be an interesting matchup in, in this game. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, the running backs, every, both teams have, have some intriguing running backs. I don't think that any of them are going to be like the first round, second round kind of a guys, but they, uh, they have some burst, they have some power. Um, you know, Verdell uh, is a hard running guy and he's got burst. And then Ahmed, same kind of thing. I mean, his, his, uh, his acceleration to me is one of the best in the country. I was going to say, I know a lot of Washington fans would be curious about your evaluation of Ahmed so far because. The evaluation up here would be a lot of people would say, hey, he's great around the corner. He's got that burst. You saw the 89-yard run against USC. When he can get into the second level, he's gone. 
but a lot of people question his toughness, question whether or not he's a between the tackles or an every down type guy. What, what do you think the evaluation of him is right now? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I mean, to me, it reminds actually kind of ironically it reminds me of some of the former Oregon backs, like a DeAnthony Thomas and guys like that. You know, the, uh, the, the guys who uh, are have so much speed that the NFL is going to be intrigued by them, um, but they're going to be more as like return guys, more as like the scat backs, the third down backs, that kind of stuff, rather than being kind of that, that feature ball carrier. And usually it's the feature ball carriers who wind up getting those top 100 draft picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Going back to the defensive side for both Oregon and Washington, especially their linebackers and defensive backs, who really stands out? Who are the guys that you're going to be targeting? You know, for Oregon, I I know that their statistics are through the roof, um, but for me, the, the only linebacker that I've seen so far that I really think has an NFL future at this point um, is Troy Dye. Uh, I mean, he's been a player for a long time for them, um, you know, and so he it's interesting. I think that he actually he plays inside linebacker for Oregon. I think that he projects best as outside linebacker in the NFL just because he's not as out the point of attack, kind of a long, slim guy. Um, and so I think that because of his instincts and speed, that's why Oregon's used him the way they are, and they obviously to very effective, great effectiveness. But again, the NFL, <clears throat> I think that he projects better outside. For UW, I mean, the linebackers, I still want to watch him a little bit more. I'm not quite as familiar with him. To me, this is going to be a terrific matchup to see how they're able to perform um, against Oregon speed and, again, against that, that terrific offensive line. So I'm really intrigued by that. And the same thing with the defensive backs, frankly. I mean, you know, we all know that, that Jimmy Lake does such a terrific job, um, you know, especially in the secondary of kind of not only recognizing high school talent but then developing these players. So just really intrigued by what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, most of them are very young, and so they're not eligible yet. And so that's – I'm kind of curious to see if any of them can make a splashy play against the, the best two quarterbacks – Obviously, they've been facing Easton in practice, but the best two quarterbacks that they've ever seen in their lives, probably. I'm also curious, Rob, last question about Miles Bryant. Is there any Buda Baker in his game? Is there anybody intrigued in that way by him? Yeah, I, I was remiss in not mentioning Miles Bryant. I think Miles Bryant's a terrific player. I think he's absolutely a. Uh, a, a guy who is going to be drafted into the NFL despite the size. Um, and, and even if it's – I think it is going to wind up being later than, than it should because of his lack of height. But he is a terrific player. Um, his, his instincts, uh, his quickness, his ball skills, his tackling, uh, to me that it all screams NFL if he was just a couple of inches early, you know, a couple inches taller. And I think he may very well have left last year um, you know, because he is an NFL guy. Um, and, again, I think we're, we're seeing – you know, in part due to guys like Russell Wilson or whatever, you know, some of these shorter players that can still ball can still ball. And so uh, I think Miles Bryant, as long as he kind of continues to have the, you know, the, the career that he's had so far, uh, maybe take advantage of some of the senior all-star game opportunities um, just because there's not so many the scouts nationally that have, will come to a game like this. But if they see him perform, I think it kind of be, again, like a little ironically, like Ugo Amadi for Oregon, um, that, that somebody's going to wind up getting a really good football player a little bit later than they probably should have. Last question I lied. There's so many kind of draft-eligible guys that are, I think a lot of fans think are kind of on the fan. I think Hunter Bryant is kind of assumed he will go if he has the, you know, continues to have the year that he's having. But guys like Keith Taylor and Elijah Mould and defensively, Levi Onzerike, who you mentioned, 
there's guys out there, Savon Ahmed. I mean, there are a lot of junior guys that could potentially jump. Right now, based on your conversations with other draft scouts and other guys in the in the process, do you think there? How many guys do you think could potentially jump that still have eligibility? Uh, well, it's tough to say. I mean, because Jacob Eason could be the you know the big one in that mix. Um, you know, I would think that Hunter Bryant to me is the one that uh, I think that just because the the pass catchers that are matchup nightmares like that. Um, they they create a lot of buzz, and so he, he's one that definitely jumps out. Ahmed, just because of, of the speed, the fact that uh, that running backs, you always worry about durability long term, um, and so that makes some sense. I mean, it's not going to be lost on, on especially these Pac-12 running backs. What happened to Bryce Love a year ago, you know? And, and so I think that they're going to be absolutely keeping that in mind. Uh, Molden is another one. He's a good football player. You know, I just haven't seen enough yet. You know, it's only. Uh, you know, basically halfway through this season. But what I've seen so far, including during the summer, was very impressive. Um, and, and we all know the athletic bloodlines that he has. So uh, very intrigued by all those guys. Keith Taylor as well. I just want to see him play up to his size. Um, but uh, a lot of really intriguing guys. To me, University of Washington is almost becoming like the, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, and that it's it, every year. There's going to, not just going to be three or four or five guys that are going to draft it. it. It could be double digits matching, you know, or double digit kind of, uh, or, or pushing double digits every single year, and that's a testament to the recruiting and the development of the staff here. Well, Rob, I've known you for a long time. I feel horrible sometimes because every time we see each other. All I'm doing is sticking a mic in your face. <laughs> but, you're, but you're awesome with your time as always and really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Chris, as always. Everyone is talking about if. I'm going to go to Lynn here. I like it. I love it. It's original and heartfelt. Ta-da! And the must-see comedy of the summer <laughs> that's perfect for the whole family. This is just so exciting. If. Ready PG. Now playing in theaters.